I put the needle on the record and played the record. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And joined this week by an extra special guest, it's my brother Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, how you doing? This is different from contributor Nick. This is brother Nick, or as I call him, Nick. Matt's wife is sick. It wasn't like, oh, she had to get her head replaced or something. <laughs> no, no. Not as serious as a headectomy. Nick, are you a fan of the Bill Simmons podcast? No, I'm not a fan of the Bill Simmons podcast necessarily. Uh, have you ever actually listened to the Bill Simmons podcast? Yeah, I have listened to it. I'm, I'm aware of its existence. When would you say the last time you listened to it is? Not within the last six months, probably. Perfect. It's the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Here we go. Nick, the first podcast of the week, the first of two, I should say, uh, featured J.A. Adande uh, discussing the very sad Kobe Bryant, Gianna uh, Bryant tragedy. Uh, and then Bill joined by Never Stop Talking Australian or possibly New Zealander, not sure, Zane Lowe. Barely talked Nathan Hubbard and Joe House, who was present for reasons that are not clear. It was two hours, three minutes, and four seconds. Now, Nick, we're not here, obviously, to talk much at all about the Kobe Bryant tragedy that ended uh, the lives of a bunch of people, especially on what is ostensibly, or at least meant to be, uh, a humorous podcast. We will, however, make fun of the way Bill and his guests talked about that shit. This is just a chance for Bill to make uh, the death of someone famous uh, about him briefly while pointing out that he may have been wrong about Kobe in the past, but he sure came around once Kobe showed he was, you know, one of the top five most dominant <laughs> players ever, year in, year out, over and over. There's an argument to be made that Bill really came around once Kobe Bryant lost his life in a tragedy. At 1634, I don't think Bill is using this correctly and incredible competitiveness and i think it spills from him does that make sense i don't know what that means to have something spill from another person i mean i can think of a situation such as some graphic or gory kung fu movies where you do see a lot of stuff spill from people oh i was lucky enough to go to school with kool-aid man's kids so <laughs> oh yeah so i understand potentially where this metaphor is coming from because when they would get real happy you know, they would slosh around. Applied to normal humans, I don't quite understand where he was coming from on that one. They didn't like to be called the, the AIDS family, which is their last name. <laughs> <laughs> At 1901, Bill, once again, not exactly clear how legacies work. And that became a big part of the legacy of how people discussed in the past two days. So it's not Kobe Bryant's legacy. It's the people's discussions of Kobe Bryant's legacy. I don't think discussions typically have their own legacies. He also added uh, over the last two days. So it's really the legacy of this discussion in the last two days yes. of this discussion. <laughs> uh, seven seconds later. And put as much possible. He's missing the word as. He mm -hmm. should have said put as much as possible. Bill doesn't listen to his guests, doesn't listen to himself, and it shows. He sounds like he would make a great HOA president. At 1926, and Nick, do you uh, know anything about the way reservations work? Uh, you mean at a restaurant? I'm thinking I'm thinking based on the way uh, Bill uses it, perhaps Native American uh, reservations. I've been on one uh, multiple yeah. times. That's Was where it? we used to go uh, to gamble at the Winne the Winnebago Casino, Winnevegas. They knew us pretty well. You got free drinks if you played more than 20 bucks. What I'm more concerned about is how many ways you can be off a reservation. I'm guessing one, but Bill seems to think otherwise. He's off the reservation in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a binary thing. You, you could be off the reservation or on the reservation. It's like Ken Kesey's bus. You're either on the uh, the bus or you're off it? 
I think he's looking at it from a SimCity macro point of view, and he realizes there are there are multiple streets that go into or out of, I'm assuming, the reservation he's speaking about. This is really giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> at 20 minutes and 58 seconds, something fell apart, maybe. You know, it was, was really fell apart in game four and got torched right. and all that stuff, but... This is the content people are tuning in for. <laughs> they, were, they were listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and they went... Man, this is so good, but if I could get an English lesson on how to uh, parse the verb to be right now, this would really fill me in. Just asterisk this one for later in my week, please. Oh, I think you mean asterisk. You oh. don't pronounce the K on the Bill Simmons podcast podcast as out of respect for the man, Bill Simmons, who also does not. How about this? I got another verb joke for you. Oh, 22 good. minutes and 38 seconds. And he rose... You know, Rose's energy and made it happen. See, the joke is he should have said he raised his energy. Oh, I see. <laughs> yes, I have a feeling that's the response a lot of our uh, listeners um, give us, uh, Nick. You know, it's it's fun what you can do with the English language there. Yes. In Bill's case, uh, some sort of saw-like contraption. At 22.53, retiring is bad. It's almost like death. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative. When somebody right. retires, it almost does feel like a death in a terrible way. I like how he qualifies it, that it's like a bad version of dying. Not the really cool, sweet, awesome version of dying. But retiring is like a terrible kind of death. This isn't the cool type of death where you throw the emperor down into a, you know, a big ravine in Death Star. This is a bad death, like uh, one of those dinosaurs on that Don Bluth cartoon. One time I was an intern at this place and there was a conversation about the best way you could kill yourself. The best one I heard was you super glue your hands to the side of your head. Then you get some steel wire that's like 20 feet long and tie it from the top of a building and then around your neck. And then you get a rope that's 30 feet long and tie it from the same top of the building to your feet. And then you jump off the building. And what happens is the steel wire cuts your head off after 20 feet or so. But then your body continues to go another 10 feet. And because you super glue your hands to your head, you're up there holding your decapitated head while all your, uh, while all your blood rushes out of your neck. It just spills out of you. If you've already super glued your head and your hands, how are you going to go out and get 20 feet of wire, much less wrap it around your neck slash 20 feet around the rope? I think you got to work on uh, your process order for how this is going to work out. At uh, 3106, Bill talks about Kobe Bryant's Colorado thing. Colorado is going to become a factor in some of these pieces and how people talked about it and whether they're dancing around it, how, how, how much they feel like they have to mention it. Somehow apropos that Bill never actually goes out and says, the Colorado thing is when Kobe Bryant was accused of sexual assault. Luckily, 32 uh, minutes and 58 seconds into the first podcast of the week, that's approximately one minute and 52 seconds later. J.A. Adande essentially calls out what Bill just did. It's very difficult because if you mention it, you can't just say it in passing, really, right? And, and you can't just say, well, the Colorado thing. You need to talk about it more. I think what uh, J.A. was about to say there was, it's hypocritical that you want to talk about it without talking about it, Bill. It, in the same sentence that he said, uh, it, people are going to dance around this thing. He not so artfully danced around it. With, uh, yes, I don't think the Bolshoi is going to be uh, blowing up his phone anytime soon. <laughs> you can always tell when someone is being heartfelt and really speaking on an honest truth when you can time the number of pauses between their sentences. <laughs> At 3403, speaking of pauses, this is either a bad edit 
not that we can really make fun, <laughs> or Bill simply interrupts his guest. You know, it, there, there has to be a balance. Have your students mentioned it to you and talked to you about it? I don't think that J.A. was finishing his sentence with, there has to be a balance and. <laughs> the whole conjunctive use of the word and does imply more. Bill, not interested. I tell you what, the, the six people who hit play so far, who were like, oh man, uh, man Matt's not here, man. we're going to get some quality content out of this contributor. This down to five already, and one guy's hit pause. Yeah. <laughs> At 4201, what? as if the podcast had not lingered enough on death, Bill brings up the idea that he had that Kobe Bryant was the natural successor uh, at Lakers games to the Nicholson seats whenever Nicholson stops going for whatever reason that Bill can't bring himself to discuss. When Nicholson either stops going or whatever. When Nicholson either stops going to Lakers games or whatever, there's really only two options. One, he's alive and stops going, or two, he dies. Bill realizes that halfway through the sentence, just decides, bail. Bill Moore, past tense issues at 4320, the past tense of fly, flew. He talked about why he flies helicopters, or why he flied helicopters. Why did he correct himself? <laughs> well, Nick, if you had listened to the Bill Simmons podcast more, and I, I can't really quarrel with your decision not to, you would know that Bill has almost no uh, self-consciousness. He, he lacks self-awareness. And so when he makes a mistake, it is... Something it's like the royal. Uh, if I make a mistake, it's not a mistake because the king did it. If I if I said it, it must be right. He mm -hmm. just keeps on going, and so it is in fact notable when Bill corrects himself. Uh, and sometimes we point that out, but it's more fun to just make fun of his uh, fuck ups. Like at forty three minutes and thirty seven seconds, discussion of helicopters instead of cars somehow involves this use of factor. If I factored helicopters instead of cars, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still using like that double wide lined paper and he's got like you know helicopter plus police car equals what and he's just gonna be like ooh monster truck i think and he's got the really thick pencil that you can grip with a fist <laughs> and then when it's all over his buddy from boston comes over and stamps it with a kevin garnett you know boston celtic stamp <laughs> a sweaty like, armpit press <laughs> he's like put it on the fridge nick are you familiar with the uh, concept of deliciousness on the bill simmons podcast podcast why don't we fill me in? <laughs> well, Bill has, and his guests often have, uh, a strange habit of verbalizing their affirmation of what uh, their conversationalist said by saying, mmm, Matt and I say that that is uh, them finding something delicious. Here's a compilation of every time someone found something delicious or simply made a weird sounding noise on the Bill Simmons podcast last week. Mmm. Mm. Mm. And if you're melancholy. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Bike with when that's when becomes and oh 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 offensive investigation. I'm glad he was able to locate it. That's good. And I'll give you a hint. And yeah, ooh, yeah, that's good. I like. At one oh eight oh three, by now we're talking with Zane, Nathan, and House. Bill points out that somehow this is similar to Michael Jordan. Again, this is not part of the Kobe Bryant conversation. It's part of the Christopher Cross conversation. Christopher Cross, who apparently famously swept the major Grammy Award categories in like 1980. Well, they want him to be the last one. It's like when Michael Jordan, yeah. you know, you want him to be the last guy. To do what? When, what awards did Michael Jordan sweep that Christopher Cross similarly swept that someone else could subsequently sweep? <laughs> and this is a terrible possible. analogy that I'm pretty sure he ejects from Two-thirds of the way through, still doesn't make sense. I can't even fathom where he's going with it. 
I would like to hear, though, Michael Jordan sing uh, the Arthur's theme uh, theme song from the film Arthur, just like uh, Christopher Cross. When they started talking about Christopher Cross, and I've heard them mention him before, and every time they do it, I look him up on YouTube and play the top one or two songs. I never recognize him. And the song I played yesterday was the theme to Arthur or whatever it's called. Still didn't recognize it. What about Sailing? Oh, yeah. I do know that one. Yeah. Can you sing a couple bars? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, what would have been much better if it if it had been uh, Criss Cross, the 90s hip-hop group, at 108.31, length and width? Best Starting the mid-90s album, start to go sideways with the link. Now, we'll set aside the fact that he, he seems to have said they go sideways with the length, which is a very roll-off-sounding pronunciation. It's just a terrific mixed metaphor. What he means is the albums in the 1990s started to get really long. But instead of saying that, he said they go sideways with the length, which just makes them sound fatter. (laughs) At 108.57, Zane Lowe, whatever respect I had for you ended when you said this word. Totes. Fucking totes. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he's talking about uh, the very classy brand of umbrellas and gloves then fuck this guy. Even if he's doing it ironically, I just, no respect whatsoever. The only reason you could say that is he just watched uh, I Love You Man, where they say totes my goats a whole bunch. Oh, yes. And then he was regretting it by the end of it. <laughs> At one thirteen twenty three, pretty sure Bill Simmons forgot that cassette tapes existed. But then the CDs kind of took over, but... Also, I'm not sure Bill recognizes the fact that he doesn't have to call records vinyl the entire time. They're called records. You can just call them records. At 114.34, Bill has this shockingly stupid question about vinyl. I wonder if there was a way you could have CD and vinyl in the same kind of album. Because you just make the big-ass vinyl, but also just stick the CD, like press it on the corner so you could have either or. You know, Nick, the thing that's the most telling about that is the long pause after this exceptionally stupid question, as everyone else in the room tries to figure out some way to respond to the fucking idiocy of whether or not you can have CD and vinyl in the same album. Now, I don't know if what he means is, can you package a record and a CD and sell them together? I'm sure you can. And maybe they've tried it and just decided it's not cost effective. But what I like to think is, Bill's wondering, can you somehow implant a compact disc in the middle of a vinyl record and sell it that way? Maybe you pop the CD out and play it. Maybe you somehow force the record and the CD into your CD player or somehow spin the record on a record player. Maybe a specially built record player with the CD still in the middle. This is a stupid, stupid, stupid idea. (laughs) You know, we have a Twitter, uh, a Twitter uh, account. Uh It's it's at BS Pod Pod. At 122.56, Bill makes fun of 1984. We but, know we had we grew up with a lot of terrible music. Well, that's true. Then agrees it's legendary for music. Kid I'm going band the other thing. way. I, I think '84 was was really kind of legendary. It's interesting to see how quickly he uh, changes his mind. At 126.23, now that football season is over, Bill points out we have another season to look forward to. This football season and music season. <laughs> when when is training camp for music? <laughs> Doesn't Korea have like music camps? Isn't that like the whole pop system over there? I would Nick, like I don't to defend Bill Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast. No, I'm, no, no. I don't think he has a clue about it. I just want to institute music seasons. I feel like that would be a fantastic thing to, that we could do. At one twenty nine seventeen, Zane has some thoughts 
on Kurt. Play. And you can't bring Kurt into it because Kurt is Kurt. Kurt's not Nirvana. Kurt is Kurt. Kurt wrote, sang those songs from Kurt's perspective, and he's just so unique. If we learned anything <laughs> from Zane Lowe, Kurt, it turns out, is indeed Kurt. At 136.41, Bill is uh, promoting an interview he has already done with Claire Danes that has not yet run. And he says this. And then she just went to college for three, four years. Right. Now, here's what's interesting. He ran the interview with Claire Danes after he said that. And I got to listen to it. And here's what Claire Danes said about how long she went to college for. What'd you think of Yale? Would you do that one I over again? I loved it. I loved it. I only went for two years. I don't know why it is that Bill decided to multiply the amount of time Claire Danes spent at college by either 150 or 200 percent. There's no need to exaggerate. At 137.19... She yeah, was just 1920, yeah, which, oh, which, which is basically like the equivalent of Billy now. Yeah, Remember, everything sure, was sure, a bit sure. older then. Yeah, I feel like also at the end of this podcast, once they shook hands and left, uh, Bill Simmons went, is Zane Lowe speaking a different language? What is <laughs> who's going on here? Well, you know, not only is he fluent in English, he's also fluent in the international language of music. <laughs> that Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> although almost exclusively gentlemen, I assume, is the sound of a man who is clueless about how people perceive him. And that, by the way, was Zane at 140.45, the second stupidest thing he did on this podcast. At 142.04, noted mariner Bill Simmons talking somehow about Pearl Jam. It yeah. was basically like there's too many people on this boat right now. Yeah, I feel like Eddie. I'd like to knock some of the people out of the boat. Please I just, leave. That's Bill explaining how Eddie Vedder became the leader of Pearl Jam. Was he through another man? He keelhauled the previous lead singer? <laughs> if there's anything you really hate to see happen to a band, it's have a generational talent come in and take over and tell you, let's go be really successful for 30 years. That's the worst. And also, you're in the Navy. Remember back in the day when we were all in lockstep? with each other's tastes and everyone liked the same thing regardless at 146.46. Well, I think we're all individual now. I wouldn't mind being part of a hive mind that agreed with me. <laughs> you would have to agree with them on everything. So, I mean, if that hive mind is really welcoming, sure, why not? But, you know, if they have thoughts against mine when it comes to Star Wars or something, I'll find a new hive mind to glom onto. What are your Star Wars thoughts? Generally like it. Maybe there's too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> so if if the hive mind was either like, well, I think it's great, or not a huge fan, it's okay. We don't need these extremes in the hive mind. We right. just, you know, enjoy it a little bit. We don't have to go crazy. At 149.16, this snort. Yeah. At 154.07, the worst thing Zane Lowe did on the podcast. This guy's middle name is Look At Me. There is one reason and one reason alone I refuse to sing Sailing by Christopher Cross. <laughs> we just heard that exact reason. I guess there must be a certain amount of freedom to having no ability to conceive other individuals' response to you. At 154.44, Bill, who has recently been bought, or at least his company, uh, TheRinger.com, and the Ringer Podcast Network recently bought by Spotify for numbers that we assume are somewhere between 100 and 300 million, does this when he wants to have his listeners hear music. That's Bill playing the Smashing Pumpkin song Muzzle on his podcast by holding his phone up to a microphone. At 157.39, this is what you get when you combine the picture, an Instamatic camera takes, and a karate chop. All right, that's a pretty good Snapchat. We'll be back after this.
totes, we would love to get some of that glove and umbrella money here at the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Wish I had a totes. Wish I had a totes. Why? Because totes open so easily, reliably, with a special deep dome shape to give you real protection in wind and rain, each carefully engineered and built to last. This totes is eight years old. Still works beautifully. Totes, America's favorite umbrella brand. A most wished for gift. Right. I got my wish. Now I got a totes. Totes. Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. The second podcast from last week was the Super Bowl Mega Preview, featuring the worst million-dollar picks in the history of the pod. Clocked in at 142.53. Peter Schrager uh, from the NFL Network. Then Cousin Sal. And finally, Joe House once again. 16 seconds in, Bill tells us why he is smart. If you're working smart like me, you're going the other way. You're taking the Niners. If you're working smart like me, you're going to take the team that loses. Right. This is yeah. the difference. This is the difference between you and me, boy. I'm smart. 33 seconds in this ad botch. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at our at ZipRecruiter.com slash. Remember, ZipRecruiter is paying him. He could at least try to get it right. At 106, it becomes clear as you listen from context that Bill's talking about a Super Bowl, but didn't know where it was. With Kevin Clark, he's been doing a bunch of Super Bowl shows from there. Ryan Rosillo's had some Super Bowl previews from there. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop saying from there. Don't point out that you're dumb. You can realize the second time around, oh shit, I can't remember what the Super Bowl is. Hey, uh, producer, cousin Kyle, maybe we can just take another uh, pass at this? No, <laughs> just storm on through. Cousin Kyle's like, I don't know, dude, I got the same genetics as you. <laughs> at 335, do you know how many things the word both typically refers to? Usually two. Listen. But I think that speaks to um, both how famous and how popular and, and how impactful this whole thing was. At 5.53, facsimile. Can you hear it when I say the C? Not a facsimile of the Carolina-Denver Super Bowl that we had a few years ago. <laughs> I wonder how it is he used to get uh, documents by phone line before email. Would he just get them from a fast machine? At 10.01, multiple swallows. If you had to... I did some Super Bowl props on Cousin Sal's podcast. Sometimes he just wants you to know when his thirst has been quenched. Uh -huh. He's quenching his thirst so that you, you're like, oh, yeah, dude, I do need some coffee. Where would I be? Like a subtextual like, product placement for liquid. This is all part of a big conspiracy. <laughs> if your goal was to draw in listeners, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Between the puke story and my conspiracy theory of subconscious thirst, the Patreon is going to blow up. Oh, we do have a Patreon. Did you know that? Mm. Patreon.com slash BS Pod Pod. Thank you to our executive producers, Joshua and Sean, as well as producers Scott and Jeff, and of course, College Football Brothers Podcast, also on Patreon. And of course, OG patron David P., who gives us free money through Anchor, which you're also welcome to do. <laughs> At 1116, a true audio professional 
does this right into the live mic. And I, you know, I'm sure you're listening. Then at 12.33, as if you didn't hear enough bodily functions, this. Because you're trying. In the space of 75 seconds, a throat clear and a sniff into a mic. Is there no cough button? That's what I've always said. I don't understand it. I've done radio. There's a button there that you can push. It's a mute button. It's not hard. At 16.42, Bill should be forbidden to use the word check because he can never, ever get it right. This is like every checklist of a receiver who succeeds with Brady. So the receivers who succeed with Brady, each one has his own checklist. And this guy is in possession of all those successful Brady receivers checklists. Nick, do you remember the uh, the point of view that you would start each uh, science fair project with? Hypothesis? Yeah, and then what would you? What was the hypothesis? How did it work? You stated a theory, and then you tested to see whether or not that theory was correct? Yeah, to see if your hypothesis was correct or incorrect. Mm-hmm. At 1659, Bill, hypothesis, incorrect. Under the hypothesis, is this person likely to fly to Cabo on... 10 hours notice because Brady wants somebody to throw to for two days. Yeah, that's not a hypothesis. That's just a (laughs) flat-out question. At 1943, I don't know that Bill realizes how gross this sounds. Chris Hogan last year, he was running corpse. (laughs) Just spilling all over. What he means is he is a corpse who is up and sprinting. But instead, he sounds like he's a corpse who is running. At 2148, extra H's. It's not just the the horrific Favre interception. I think he corrected himself. He realized he said horrific, and then he went back to try to say it correctly, and then says horrific one more time. At 2214, I think he's coming close on checkpoints. All the checkpoints that that team has hit. At 2229, this vile attack on individuals in the Keystone State. I look at them, they're like... A homeschooled kid in Pennsylvania who doesn't even know what they're missing. I don't know that Pennsylvania, which has the metropolis of Pittsburgh, and then like the sixth or seventh biggest city in the country and television entertainment market in the country, Philadelphia, would be the first place you go uh, when you're trying to think of a, a state that has homeschooled kids. But that being said, what's even worse is what he says next. They don't even have they don't have Wi-Fi. Why don't they have Wi-Fi? It sounded like he was saying they're missing out on being bullied. And really, it was him saying, man, I would have loved to bully some homeschool kids. (laughs) They got those homemade slacks. (laughs) Their mom is their friend. I would have taken them out. At 2255, Bill seems just a little too pleased with these various testicular injuries. And just gotten kicked in the nuts. Their nuts have come off. Their nuts have ruptured. I got to say, first, you get kicked in the nuts. Second, you get your nuts ruptured, and then your nuts come off. Because if your nuts come off first and then they rupture, who really cares? And I would love to see Bill Simmons go into the doctor, and he's like, Doc, I got to talk to you. It's my nuts. And the doc's <laughs> like, my nuts are killing me, Doc. These nuts are crazy. They're nuts. You know, at 23.44, no cough button. Thing Is that like, have you had that run its course with you? At 24.04, a Joe Bluth nominee. <laughs> they, they, people are just reaching out left and right. At 24.29, a sniff. It was Mahomes all along. I can see. At 32.17, Bill has to go out of his way to explain how a scale of 1 to 10 works. It was a scale of 1 to 10, and Barkley was a 10. Now, when he first started explaining that it was a scale of 1 to 10, and that Barkley was at a 10, were you confused as to how the rest of the scale was going to work? <laughs> and then it kind of descends down. A 10 is always, of course, the most negative possible score. <laughs> At 3501, Nick, I'm sure you, like me and Bill Simmons, know Salesforce for the exact same reason. But if you're like a lot of people, you don't know exactly what Salesforce does, other than one of my best friends from high school, Steve Bishop, worked there. Did you also know that Bill's friend Bishop worked at Salesforce, Nick? 
Yeah, my friend from high school, Bishop, works at Salesforce. We also have this in common. Our contempt for the way he said, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's how Rachel Ray would say it when she was telling you how to make a stoop. You need exactly two <laughs> tablespoons of E-V-O-O. <laughs> at 38.16, this snort. <laughs> Did you know where the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl was played about two years ago? Uh, Minneapolis. You're right. You're not even a Pats or Eagles fan, are you? No, not at all. Bill is a Patriots fan, and this is where he said that Super Bowl took place. Chris Long was talking about when the Super Bowl was in Miami for Eagles-Pats. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> at 52.04, Bill hopes against hope. Hopefully, hopefully the pot will be edited correctly on Sunday night. <laughs> No fucking shot. Followed by I, laughter. Saves his life. <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> Nick, as you're potentially aware, in addition to the things Bill and his guests find delicious, we've started taking note, thanks to contributor Nick, as opposed to brother Nick, of all the times Bill and his guests use the word thing. Once again, contributor Nick did a great job of logging the times. So here are all the things from last week. The first thing I've wanted to do this for a while in the pod, supposedly done these things. The Billie Eilish thing, I, the most surprising thing. From Kid I'm going the other thing. way. I, people going through the same thing, the future thing and everything else. I mean, saying the same thing. I think, well, you know, the thing, bring the thing that you played on the Rock and Eve thing with Ryan C. We've never figured out the hedging thing. And I write about, he won the whole thing. He could have. But the thing is like, I saw some weird things like the tendency for those two things to happen. And, and who's going to win the whole thing and all sorts of things accordingly. Safe passes, things like that. That's his thing. Confidence. That's the one thing I know they had. And now like you hear weird things all week. The single most important thing you can have in a big game. I just, before we get off this MVP thing, I just, well, here's the thing with that. You, well, two things. The Kobe thing was obviously, uh, oh, this whole thing was. And they're going to do all these kind of things. They're going to do different things and how. Probably three or four times in the first half if things are going well. Here's the, here's the, the thing with Debo, which is cool. So Patriots, John Elway thing. So I don't even think the Emmanuel Sanders wow. thing got to that point. If this fan base can actually get over the hump and win one of these things. Just decade after decade, terrible things. Like even, and doing that whole thing combined with the. I don't know, from a chess match thing, this guy sees things. The, the thing with. Um, a, a good quick backstory to the Gary Russell thing. That's just an incentive thing. The Brook, the Brooks Kepka thing. That's my guy. That battle between those two things. I are think you? there's an age thing. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. At 116, misuse of misnomer. You know, I think there's a misnomer about Los Angeles. I think, Nick, the root of misnomer is N-O-M, which is Latin. It means name. So misnomer means wrong name. It's the misnaming of a person in a legal instrument. I don't think what he's saying is, in fact, a misnomer. At 120.37, et cetera. It's et cetera. At 121.19, an ad botch, a knowing ad botch, a left-in ad botch. www. Dot. 
www.1800gambler. He's the dude also that still types www.google.com. <laughs> He'll say, uh, and that's all lowercase. No <laughs> shit. It's a fuck those props comment. Okay. The House of Sod is over there going, some jackass on a third-rate <laughs> podcast isn't going to do prop bets on our crappy little golf game? Oh, the whole thing's tumbling down like a house of cards. <laughs> Next thing you know, everybody's using electric vehicles. It's over for the House of Sod. House's podcast is called House of Carbs. At 127.10, this swallow. We're aligned. Is my point. You know, uh, it's bad when you have to get that uh, subtextual or subconscious uh, promo in for liquid in the middle of your point. Before we go, last week, Bill, before he gave his million-dollar bets, said that he was plus $225,000. He then gave these million-dollar bets. He bet $1.5 million on San Francisco to win. The million-dollar bet's conceit is that he bets $1 million. With the very first bet, he has bet 50% more than the total concept of the bet segment permits. He then proceeds to say that he's betting $150,000 on Jimmy G as Super Bowl MVP, $100,000 on Debo Samuel as Super Bowl MVP, $50,000 on Debo Samuel to score the first touchdown, and $550,000 on the 49ers to win 1.5. He lost every single one of those bets. Great job by you, Bill. It's essentially when Krusty the Clown decided he was going to bet it all on the Washington Generals. Because they were due? Yeah. Thank you very much to uh, Nick, my brother Nick, uh, for joining us this week. Thanks, of course, to contributor Nick, who's not my brother. But Nick, uh, my brother, was here because Matt's uh, wife was feeling under the weather. We'll have Matt back next week. Thanks for having me. Thanks to contributor Nick, who probably did more work than I did. That We're done. I like it because it was so wholesomely dumb. Like when... <laughs> When a kid is on, like, uh, a grade school trip, you know, and you go to the ice cream factory, and then some kid is like, could you mix gummy worms and Oreos? And the guy working is just like, I mean, it's better than my daily job answering this stupid question, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, kid, you could. The kid's like, score, man. And then later on the bus, he's like, you guys remember when I asked that, yes. that ice cream question? Like, don't be surprised if it's at Kroger this week, guys. Keep a lookout. Quick follow-up question. Did you ever go to the ice cream factory when you were a kid? Uh, no, but we had a kid in our class whose parents owned the frozen yogurt store at the mall. So oh, we really? would get, yeah, so like on birthdays and stuff, you would get your choice of either the like peel off pack of vanilla, chocolate, or swirled frozen yogurt. Everybody went for swirled. You got that wooden spoon? Yeah. It was the best. What was Where the name like, of the store? I don't know. Jay's parents' store at the mall? Ah, <laughs> uh, memories. <laughs> I know his name was Jay, and he vomited on me in fourth grade. And his really? Parents How gave, come? He, he was real sick with, like, the flu or something, and school was over in, like, two minutes, and he just turned and looked at me, and he goes, I don't feel good, and then he puked all over me, and I was like, oh, dude, you know, what do you do? Because you don't want to get out of your chair, you'll get detention. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> so I, I looked at the teacher, and she goes, there's only two minutes left, so I just sat there for two minutes and just sort of spilled. <laughs> the bell rang, and I walked outside, and I was like, what's all over you? I was like, Jay puked on me, let's go home. Wow. <laughs> you didn't, You still didn't go to the bathroom? Like, what was I going to do at that point? I mean, rinse the puke. <laughs> it's, it's not making me any sicker at this point. Well, no, I mean, but it's still puke. Were you wearing long sleeves or short sleeves? Short sleeves. Did he puke that... onto your skin? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I, I think you could have gone and running under the sink at least. But I mean, just for, I mean, I'm not even worried about the pathogenic nature of it. I'm just worried about the fact that it's gross. 
fucking bile-reeking puke and old Campbell's soup on your arm. Yeah. Were you wearing they, shorts? Yeah, because I remember looking down at my... <laughs> I looked down. Gross. Wow. <laughs> but, but what's the alternative? I'm in a public restroom, like, uh, bathing myself off. That's yes. just sw switching yes. one set of germs <laughs> for the other. No. <laughs> it's like the time uh, we went on the, a family trip and I had to go to the bathroom really bad and we had to pull over so I could go uh, number two on the side of the road. <laughs> and your argument is, th is is similar to saying, well, you should have just pooped in the car. It would have been a lot, lot less embarrassing. I just assume millions of keyboards just lit up with <laughs> listener reactions to this one. I think most of them are going to come down on my side. They would have just lived with Jay's puke. There's no fucking way. There's no way. I had traded my Rocket Isle Red High C with him that day. So oh, it was Jesus. <laughs> it was dyed red. Yeah, everything <laughs> about it was great. My shoes were stained after that. <laughs>